You're listening to Living Healthy Longer by the Columbine Health System Center for Healthy Aging. Hi, I'm Dr. Christine Lumlong. I'm an internal medicine physician who specializes in hospital medicine, and I am the CEO and founder of Origin Healthcare. We're redesigning hospital care, bringing hospital care to patients so that they can stay in the safety and the comfort of their own home. I think the best way to let you and um, your listeners know about the hospital at home model is to really tell you about our first patient that we had. Um, we we loved this model of care. We knew it would be a game changer, but it's not until you actually see it working for a patient that you know that this is something that's really meaningful. So our first patient, we were called by a physician in town that he had a patient who has multiple medical problems. So chronic congestive heart failure, um, emphysema. She was on oxygen and quite a bit at home normally. And she had presented to the office and was more short of breath and had gained about 20 pounds in weight compared to the last visit, which is usually a concerning sign that heart failure symptoms have gotten worse. And so they felt very strongly that she needed to be admitted to the hospital so she could start getting IV medications and treatment. The patient, however, has an adult son at home who has some mental health challenges, and she did not feel that she could leave him unsupervised and that it would be safe for him. And so she declined admission. She wanted to get better, but she just wasn't in a position where she felt that she could go into the hospital for several days. And so we were called, and we went out to her home, and we met her. We were able to do a full assessment. We started her on IV medications. We put her on our technology monitoring We were in the home a couple of hours every day over the three days we cared for her. And not only were we able to treat the acute episode that she presented with, but then we were able to see her home environment and see things that might be impacting her overall health and wellness. We put different safety plans in place to keep her safe. We were able to take the food out of her cupboards and talk to her about what she was eating and how that might be impacting her heart failure. And we made sure that she had support systems for she and her son to support his medical needs as well. So it was this very impactful experience where not only did we get her feeling better at the end of this day, we also helped do it in a way that kept she and her son safe, a way that we think really improved longitudinally her overall care, and then at a lower cost of care by thousands of dollars than if she had been admitted to a hospital facility. She did fantastic. In fact, she was our first marketing piece she posted on Facebook about us, about how outstanding she felt afterwards. Her breathing was back down to normal. She lost a significant amount of the weight that she was um, um, had been gaining from that as well, too. She had already started planning meals ahead. Um, when we came in one day, she had our little nutrition screen up and was already pre-preparing different types of food she might buy. So um, it was really impactful. In the past decade, and especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, we've seen an influx of technologies and approaches in the healthcare space that are rethinking how providers typically deliver care to patients. On today's show, I'm talking to Dr. Christine Lumlung about one of those new approaches called the Hospital at Home Model of Healthcare which is bringing high-level, multidisciplinary care to patients in the comfort of their own homes. We discuss how hospital at home is different than a typical inpatient hospital stay, and Dr. Lum Lung tells us about her company, Origin Healthcare, that is delivering the hospital at home concept to residents in Northern Colorado. I hope you enjoy. I'm your host, Hannah Hallisker, and this is Living Healthy Longer, 
a podcast from the Columbine Health System Center for Healthy Aging at Colorado State University. Well, good morning, Christine. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Good morning, Hannah. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Yes, thank you for coming on. I am very, very excited to talk to you about this topic because we are talking about the hospital at home model of healthcare, which I'll be honest, I did not know about this until I met you. <laughs> I had never, never heard of this concept until I met you. And now that I know about it, I'm excited about it. And I really hope it, it starts to become more popular in the healthcare space. It, it's definitely something that people are going to be hearing more and more about. So you're not the only one. That's awesome. So I think a good like foundational place to get started. I am just really curious in learning about about you and your career and what led you to starting Origin Healthcare. So can you tell us a bit about your story? Sure. Um, I won't go too far back, but I, I knew I always wanted to be a physician. I loved medicine. I loved the idea of making people healthier, um, being there during really important, critical times in their life and supporting them. Um, I didn't necessarily know that I would always start a company, um, but I um, went to, I completed my undergraduate at um, Stanford, did my medical school um, down at CU, and then went out to University of California, San Diego, where I was um, doing my internal medicine residency and stayed on for a chief resident year. At that time, hospital medicine had started coming on board, and that was a fairly new model of care at that time where physicians would specialize of just taking care of patients in the hospital setting. Um, and I loved the acuity of the hospital setting. I loved the collegiality. So I decided to pursue a career in hospital medicine. I was in Arizona for a few years um, practicing hospital medicine and then just started getting this thought in the back of my head, you know, if I could have a hospitalist program, how would I do it differently than what we were doing? And then came across the opportunity to come to Northern Colorado 16 years ago and help start the hospitalist program up here. Um, grew that over the 16 years, loved what we were doing. We were able to grow into the several hospitals that have come in during that period of time. And again, a couple of years ago, had this thought that came up in my head that while what we were doing was great, there was still so much more in healthcare that needed to be fixed. So many things that still weren't serving the needs of our patients and our families. And I uh, felt challenged to try to figure out what I could do to help make that better. Um, I went back to get my MBA from Yale, which I just completed in the spring. And, and during that journey, came across the hospital at home model and fell in love with it for so many reasons that we'll talk about today and knew that this was the area that I wanted to dedicate the next part of my career to bringing to patients and making more widely adopted. I love that. I love how you saw a need and you just went for it. <laughs> or it could be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your perspective, but I think it's very admirable. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. <laughs> yes, yes. So so before we get into more of what hospital at home is, I, I'm curious in getting your perspective on what the healthcare landscape is like and what, what issues, constraints, you might have noticed in hospital, in facility, that kind of led you to this, the origin healthcare, this hospital at home model, because, you know, 
every patient has experienced the woes of like working with the insurance company and then calling the hospital and getting this back and forth and getting this runaround and and being in the hospital and sitting there for way too long and waiting way too long to see a physician Mm -hmm. and all of these woes that come along when you have to go to the hospital. So I wonder if you could, as a a hospitalist and and physician, what did you see on your end Mm -hmm. that inspired you? Yeah. Um, hospital or healthcare really has gotten so much more complicated um, over several years. And then, as we all know, the pandemic just created more chaos on top of that. It used to be uh, a little bit more straightforward in outpatient medicine, so clinic-based medicine and inpatient medicine. And most of the healthcare was delivered by healthcare systems, hospital systems. Um, that had already started to change, but definitely accelerated with the pandemic, where we now have not only inpatient care, but outpatient care, now virtual care through telemedicine. We have digital devices, so those remote patient monitoring. So there's healthcare being delivered through technology that may or may not be connected with your regular physician. There are retail solutions coming into the healthcare space, Amazon, Walmart, all bringing in different solutions. And while I am definitely a fan of healthcare innovation, and I think that there is so much that needs to be fixed in healthcare, I also have some worry um, that in bringing solutions to patients, we could be creating a whole nother set of problems and fragmenting care, making it much more difficult and not having this seamless experience for patients. So, you know, if a patient's being monitored for their diabetes with a remote patient monitoring company and they're not feeling well, do they call their regular physician? If it's after hours, do they call a telehealth physician? If it's about that one specific disease, do they call the person who's managing that application. And then to your point, all the other administrative behind the scenes, the insurance companies, the scheduling, the navigation, I think I think we have to be super thoughtful as we're looking to provide solutions that we're very mindful of how we all integrate and take the burden off of patients on navigating this. I know not even just from a clinician, but navigating with family members, um, that it can be extremely difficult and frustrating. And I have the benefit of understanding a little bit more about the healthcare space but most people don't. And so I think that's one of the things that we're very mindful of. And I think why it's also great to have clinicians driving healthcare innovation is we understand the patient level experience. And so we are probably the ones that are best suited to help drive the innovation to find solutions. Yes, it, it definitely seems like you have a more personal relationship when you're you're in someone's home. And so I can definitely yes. see how how that could be helpful in navigating all of those issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, a whole new opportunity to really with the hospital at home model, which we'll talk about. Yes. So what can you tell us about what a typical in-facility hospital stay is like? And then how is hospital at home different? Mm-hmm. Most people who are being admitted to a hospital the hospital facility will come through the emergency department. There are patients that will be directly admitted from a primary care physician or a specialty office, but most people, their entry into the facility is through the emergency department. And again, amazing skilled clinicians in the ER, but they are very busy. And as we know, most emergency departments are full and waiting times can be very long. And if the beds upstairs in the hospital facility are full, people can end up spending hours and even overnight, you know, downstairs in the emergency department waiting for a bed. So I think, you know, one of the things is, you know, how do we help manage and keep the emergency department available for patients that need it? 
once you're in the ER um, and you've been deemed to meet criteria for inpatient admission, then you'll be admitted upstairs. And most facilities, again, would be to a hospitalist group, so a group of providers that were dedicated to taking care of patients in the hospital. Um, you'll have a, a team of clinicians that include nurses, therapists, social workers caring for you. You'll start on medications in the hospital. I think, again, the hospitals are great and we will always need hospitals, but there are problems that happen in the hospital as well. It's a, it can be a disorienting um, place for people to be in. The schedules are probably very different than most people's schedules. We get to decide when you eat, you know, when you're getting up to get a shower, when you're going for certain tests and procedures, people tend to be uh, more inactive in the hospital. And so even though they came in walking after a couple of days in the hospital, all of a sudden they find they're much more weaker. They might be needing a walker or a cane or home therapy. And then unfortunately, there are complications that can occur. Um, Hospital-acquired infections, unfortunately, can happen in the hospital setting where you develop an infection that's a direct result of being in the hospital facility. Patients who have some degree of cognitive or confusion at home the hospital setting is significantly confusing, and you can develop what's called delirium, where that can not only be very uncomfortable for the patient and family, but it can add on to the length of stay, the cost, the different services that the staff needs to help supplement as well. Right. And so thinking of hospital at home, what is the ideal patient? You know, what kinds of conditions work better for hospital at home and what kinds are ones that you really need the ER and the facility hospital? Mm -hmm. And definitely we know, you know, first of all, just to let everybody know as well too, while this is again, fairly new for most people in the U.S., the hospital at home model has actually been used successfully around the world for decades. Countries such as Australia, Italy, Spain have been doing hospital at home care for a very long period of time. So we have really good, robust studies. And then here in the U.S., Mount Sinai, Hopkins, the Brigham have also been studying this within their academic centers. So we really know that we have really good safety outcomes data. And in doing those studies, they were able to say, hey, not every patient obviously can be cared for safely at home. So what are the factors for success? It's estimated at about 30% of current medical level patients could be cared for at home. So the typical diagnosis that someone might have would be congestive heart failure or infections that need IV antibiotics, a COPD or an asthma exacerbation, uncontrolled diabetes or dehydration. Those are common diagnoses that we'll see. Um, we really want you know, the home environment to be safe for people if they're going to heal and get well. Um, so we'd like them to have running water and electricity at home. They can be by themselves if they're able to, you know, be competent enough to reach out for help if they need it. So they don't need to have a family member or caregiver physically present in the home with them. And then there are certain criteria from their medical diagnosis. If someone's requiring a lot of oxygen and they don't normally need that, or if their vital signs or labs indicate that they might actually get worse, we would prefer that they be admitted to the hospital for the first couple of days to be stabilized, and then they could finish their last couple of days in the hospital home model at home. So it sounds like some of the some of the conditions that you might think better suited for maybe like an urgent care kind of setting, you know? Actually a higher level than an urgent care. So it is, okay. the, yeah, the hospital home model is still saying, if we origin healthcare weren't here, you would be admitted. There are certain criteria, um, there are regulatory measures that need to be met as far as what level of monitoring, care, 
medications are needed for a patient. So urgent care level would be very different. It's usually a one-time triage. You don't need continued follow-up. Our team is going to be monitoring patients and be available 24-7, be in the home several times a day. So a much higher level of acuity than urgent care. And also to your point, different than other care that's currently provided in the home. So some people may have had experience with home health care, where a nurse comes into a home or a therapist comes into a home. Those patients tend to be, again, more medically stable and you're managing more chronic disease, but not the acute episode where someone has gotten much sicker. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So one of the things that you you told me when we had some prior conversations is that what, what you love about hospital at home is that you are bringing care to people rather than people having to seek out the care that they need. And, and by doing so, you increase access to health care. And so mm-hmm. I wonder if you can just talk about some of the benefits of hospital at home and, and some of the statistics that, that we have to show why this, this might be a good option for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, for us, we definitely want to create a model of care that increases access to healthcare and really healthcare disparities has been talked about so much more in the last year, which is fantastic. And we've needed to talk about it for a very long period of time. And so part of healthcare innovation, I think we need to think about, like, how are we opening up the funnel to patients? So our first patient that we talked about earlier in the podcast, she wouldn't have been able to get hospital care because she had other family constraints at home. We've uh, talked to caregivers of people with dementia who are also similarly worried and will avoid going to the hospital because they're worried what will happen to their spouse if they're admitted to hospital. They'll need to go to a skilled nursing facility since they can't stay at home. So there are people, I think, every day that are making choices and sacrificing their own personal health because of other environmental factors. We also know that there are patients who don't feel like they are welcome in the hospital Um, potentially may have unfortunately even had a bad experience being treated um, um, not in an ideal way in their last um, go around in the hospital facility. So they too will either avoid the hospital altogether or wait until they're very sick until coming in. And so we're looking at trying to reach those people as well. And, you know, I tell people what we're doing is we're actually changing a a power dynamic that was a barrier for people. So now instead of mandating that they come into our facility we're giving patients choice, which I think is so important in healthcare. So they get to choose now and they get to choose to invite us into their home. And that is a really big trust that they're extending to us. And we want to be very mindful of the fact that we're now in being invited into a patient's home. And those home environments may be very different than how we live or how the hospital setting works. So we want to respect that and we want to understand that look at the factors and help support them in any way. These are going to be very unique and diverse environments and patients, and we need to be really thoughtful about that. But I think that what we're able to gain by being in that situation is so much more. We can't truly get an idea of how a patient's living when we purely ask them in the hospital setting. We have to be able to see it. We have to see how they're experiencing it. And only then are we really going to be able to change the curve of their health and wellness by screening for social determinants of health and making referrals to community resources to help fill gaps and needs. That's fantastic. So, so now is the the point that I am wanting to hear all about origin healthcare. So I'm, I'm really curious if you can tell us like, what is a typical day like when you're admitted to a hospital at home model through origin? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so right now our patients are coming to us referred by a clinician, again, because to your point earlier, they do need to meet criteria for hospitalization, but they can come to us from a primary care office, a specialty office, urgent care, an emergency department, or an inpatient bed. So really any avenue, we want to make this as simple for patients to get to us as possible. The clinician will call us, we'll do the eligibility screen for safety that we talked about and just learn about their medical case again to make sure that they're appropriate to be cared for in the home. And then when the patient is home, we will deploy a team to the home and it will predominantly consist of a nurse practitioner and a nurse team that will be there. We can assess the patient. We have a full suite of diagnostic equipment. So we can do really every radiology study that you would expect except for a CT scan or an MRI. We can do all the labs, some of them right there at the patient's bedside. Otherwise, we will take them to a local lab. And we have truly almost every medication that you could expect to receive in the hospital in IV form, breathing treatments, wound care, nursing, all that is all supplied to the patient. We're also using technology, which has, again, really allowed this model of care to be advanced. So we leave the patient with a tablet that was specifically designed actually to be used in the older population. So it's very user-friendly. It actually allows us to set a customized schedule for the patient throughout the day to tell them when they should be taking medications, encouraging them to get up and move around, eating and drinking. It is our telehealth porter, so we do our video visits with the patient on the tablet. We can drop in video monitored Anytime the patient needs us, there's also a one touch button on the screen that they can touch and they will get a hold of an origin healthcare team member, clinician, any time of the day. That tablet is also paired with a watch, which obtains a full set of vital signs for the patient and will measure their activity level. So how many steps they're taking and their sleep, not only how many hours of sleep, but actually the quality of their sleep. So we're able to get all of this information on a dashboard. So even when we're not physically present in the home, we're still keeping very close tabs on the patient. The patient will also get a physician to do a telemedicine visit at least once a day. So the team members are checking in with the patient on either end of the day by phone call, in home at least once a day, and on telemedicine at least once a day. So frequent communication. And again, the great thing is that the family members that are there can be involved and hear what we're doing as we're talking to the patient. Or if they're at work, we can give them a telehealth link so they can join those calls They can actually even decide if they want to be involved on the button that reaches out to us for emergencies. They can link their phone number there too, if they would like. You know, as I was saying, I was a a graduate student in communication and technology. That was the other part of my graduate program. And I focused on health communication. So the thing that really interests me about this model is how much technology you use mm-hmm. and how if if we had not had health information technologies and all of that innovation over the last, you know, 10 years or so, that this model probably wouldn't be here right now. It wouldn't be able to work flawlessly. But here you are, you've got activity trackers on your wrist, you've got tablets, you've got telehealth video calls with doctors, all these things. And how incredible that is that you can have that from the comfort of your own home. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. te- technology has definitely made this a lot easier. You know, people say, oh, you're kind of going back to the old days when the doc walked around with their black bag and did house calls. And to a degree, yes, that is definitely important. But obviously, the technology is allowing us to care for patients that we normally couldn't have cared for safely in the home and really be able to expand our reach to get out to areas even where 
hospital facilities may not be close by as well, too. And so there's a lot that we can use for the technology. I will still say, you know, there's a lot of technology solutions out there, which I think are fantastic. I still think, you know, the the differentiator for Origin Healthcare is our clinical team. You know, our team is in the home with the patients providing expert hospital level care. Um, And a lot of the technology solutions sort of stop at the door, right? There's no one there to actually deliver the care, give the medications, you know, pull the food out of the cabinet, hold the patient's hand. I think, you know, the personal touch and the technology pieces combined are really what make us unique. Yes. And I think that's a good point that I hadn't thought of is, is you're almost taking us back to the days of the house calls with doctors, except Mm -hmm. the technology makes it so much easier to do that. Exactly. Yes. And so can you talk a little bit about this team that you've mentioned, this multidisciplinary team that you have at Origin and like, who are you, who's on your team and and what kinds of practitioners can people expect to be working with? Mm-hmm. Uh, first, definitely have to highlight my two amazing co-founders. Um, this would not even be possible without them. So Amy Espinosa is a hospital-trained physician as well. Um, she did hospital medicine for over a decade. And then she has recently worked uh, for the last five years with a startup called Grand Rounds Health and help them with their quality and safety programs and help them launch a telemedicine program during the pandemic. So a lot of expertise in the areas that we're talking about. Um, Jory Anderson is our chief nursing officer. She worked in the cardiothoracic ICU at UCLA and so cared for some of the most medically complex patients. She also has talents and has worked in doing education for the nurses, performance improvement, has her public health certification as well, too. So the three of us actually first worked together as a team on a medical mission in Uganda. Um, did not know way back in the day that we would actually be joining forces again to, you know, start another mission that was medically related. So they have been fantastic. We're joined, um, you know, very early on with also some amazing gifted clinicians that are very mission driven, who believe passionately in this model. You know, starting a new model of healthcare is not easy. So we have several nurse practitioners and some nurses as well as other doctors. So currently our team is RNs, so nurses, nurse practitioners and physicians who are all combined. And so again, you will see a a combination of nurse practitioner, nurse in the, um, in the home. It could be a physician and a nurse. There will always be a physician telemedicine visit. As we're growing and expanding the team, there are definitely other team members that we're planning on bringing on board, including paramedics, dedicated social workers, pharmacists as well too, because I think there's so much again in that continuum of care that we can offer patients by bringing on more team members. Right, right. So I can already hear the thought of the listener who's listening to this episode who's thinking, okay, too good to be true. All sounds amazing. How much does it cost? So so I wonder if you can get into a little bit of, you know, that's a benefit of hospital at home is that it's often cheaper than facility hospital stays. So can you talk a little about that and and what you're doing at Origin for the cost? Yeah. And really to answer the question about the cost is really saying, you know, why would anyone pay for this? Granted, we've talked a lot about what we're doing, but really putting some numbers up front as well that we've been able to get from those studies that we talked about. You know, not only is this more convenient for patients, they can avoid separation and isolation from their loved ones, get care in the comfort of their home. The numbers um, that we saw from what we say our quality metrics and outcome in healthcare were outstanding in a way that is very rare in medicine. So we're seeing where patient safety numbers, quality and cost all align. So 63% lower incidence of delirium, 
there's a 22% decreased mortality rate, 70% lower readmission rate to the hospital, 40% higher or lower safety issues such as blood clots, infection, falls. So magnitudes of order difference. So sometimes when people think, oh, something's lower cost, well, we have to trade off quality. And this is one of those instances where absolutely not, are you not only trading it off, but you're actually getting magnitude better performance in those other outcomes. Cost had previously been a barrier to this being adopted, even though we knew that the studies showed that this was fantastic because Medicare and really the insurance companies have a very rigid payment structure. It goes back to that. We pay for inpatient care in the facility walls. We pay for outpatient care in a separate way. And there was no way to have this level of care. But again, you know, thanks to the pandemic, I think we're really seeing a lot of um, change in that avenue. Medicare has a waiver in place right now that is actually permitting Medicare patients to receive hospital level care at home uh, for the same payment um, commercial payers are also starting to be very interested in this because then, you know, the punchline here being you get all those great outcomes for 30 to 40% lower cost of care. So to have that significant impact, if we were to move that 30% of patients we talked about earlier out of the hospital into the home, the way that I calculated the math, this could potentially save the nation $16 billion a year in healthcare expenditures, which is amazing to think about. And so that's why there's a great interest in this. We have been, um, we saw our first patient in April of this year, and we've been working very hard um, trying to engage the hospital systems because the waiver is in place through a hospital. So we're hoping that we'll get a hospital system to partner with us to be able to apply the waiver to Medicare patients in the community. We've also been working with commercial payers um, to have them add us on as a credentialed provider for this service. And then self-funded employers are also very interested in this model of care. You know, the, the private businesses have been devastated by COVID, and the last thing they need is to have very high burden of health care costs. So if they can lower their, you know, expenditures and what they're paying for their employee health and still get fantastic outcomes, this is something that we're getting a lot of interest from the employers in the area. Right now, if a patient wants to come in, we do ask if they have the capability for them to pay a small amount for you know, our services, which we're on call for them and in the home 24 hours a day. And they can call us for you know, what those rates are or what their financial situation is. And we will definitely work with patients. That's incredible. It sounds like you came up with Origin in an opportune time because of this pandemic. And I'm sure you didn't plan it that way. Did not plan it that way. In fact, we had been looking at this prior to the pandemic. Um, you know, the pandemic has created all kinds of stress on us as well as other people as well, too. My hope is that we use some of the opportunities and the learning um, moving forward as we're reconstructing healthcare in the wake of the pandemic to put in place a thoughtful system that really is serving the needs of the patient and will allow healthcare to be sustainable. Um, so if we can at least get one good outcome from this, and I think that um, that's what I hope for. I love that. So how can listeners who are interested get in touch with you all? Absolutely. So we have a website. If you'd like to take a look, it's originhc, so O-R-I-G-I-N-H-C.com. Our phone number, you can reach out to us, 888-777-2718. We are happy to call you back, tell you more about the program. If you're interested, again, as an employer, um, we would love to come and present our program to you as well. 
but really, you know, getting the word out there to let everybody know that these services are available. So just so happy that you invited us on the program. Yes, we're so happy to have you on the program. And so uh, just to clarify, Origin serves only Northern Colorado. Is that correct? Uh, currently, we're serving patients in the Larimer and Weld counties. We are looking to grow into other areas. So have been in conversation with people in um, other parts of the state, as well as out of state already as well. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so now is the point I ask you the question that I ask everyone who comes on the show. I've never talked to like a hospitalist or an, an, a physician, so I have no idea what you're going to say <laughs> to this question. Um, so what is your best advice for healthy aging from y- your perspective as a hospitalist? Yeah, I think um, I would love to say that I have the quick fix, silver um, bullet that everyone looks for, but it's really all the stuff that everybody knows and really that your center does such a great job talking about on podcasts and all of your other avenues. It's to eat well, get exercise, you know, stay active, stay social. From a physician standpoint, take your medications, make sure you're following up with your physicians. And I think, you know, just to, you know, step off to really bring back what we were talking about. The one other thing that I would say um, is to stay engaged um, with your healthcare. Um, we started the show talking about how difficult healthcare is. And again, I know as a physician and I know as a daughter um, how challenging healthcare is to navigate. Um, please stay actively engaged with us, advocate for yourself, know that there are teams like Origin out there that are fighting to bring you healthy ways of receiving your medical care and advocating for you. And so continue to look for those partners that are supporting you and use your, your voice um, to help support yourself in your health journey. I love that. I love that. Well, Christine, thank you so much for being on the show. I just love listening to you talk about this and your passion for it definitely comes through. Hannah, thank you again. It has been such an honor to meet you. And I love the work that your center is doing. And I'm so happy that we get to continue to collaborate moving forward and supporting the community. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living Healthy Longer, a podcast from the Center for Healthy Aging at CSU. Remember to follow us on social media at CSU Healthy Aging and visit our website at healthyaging.colostate.edu. We will see you next time.